Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys high-fiving with words, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. Mikey over here. And today, we finish our series on... Head of the class. Christmas edition. Yes, this is the Christmas edition. And appropriately, the Christmas edition is about elves. Elves, because elves are part of Christmas, just like we planned it. Because <laughs> we're smarties. So just to recap, we looked into the Dungeons & Dragons rule cyclopedia that has the basic rules from about second edition and some extras in there. Mm-hmm. And we noticed that the classes in there are super basic, fighter, thief, Mage, cleric, and then if you want to be an alpha dwarf or halfling, yep, you just have to be one. The demi humans, as they call them, yeah. So the demi humans. So we've gone through it all. If you haven't listened to it, head back and listen to it. We made some good picks. It's been a lot of fun so far. It's been a lot of fun. So we've built our parties out. So at the end of this, we're gonna get together, get our skills together, and see what we can do about showing actual images of our party and putting that <laughs> up on our Instagram. So that should be fun. We, we we have promoted ourselves as art school kids, so we kind of have to live up to that a little bit. We do. The hardest part in my mind is going to be finding all <laughs> pictures of them that will all work together and not look crazy. So, Do I get extra points if I draw them all by hand? If you draw them all by hand, you get tons of points, and you're probably better at that than I am. So. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. So, elves. Elves? Unlike some of our other ones, that were kind of hard to pick. There's a lot of elves, like lots, lots of elves. This one you're spoiled for choice. It was. I was spoiled for choice. There's a lot of characters I would have liked to have on my list that I just couldn't fit on my list because other people were bumping them off. Yep. People, other beings were bumping them off. Other elves. Other elves were bumping them off. So (laughs) I'll go first this time because my third pick is a controversial pick, but in the spirit of Christmas... (laughs) I had to I had to put them on here. Well, I'm feeling Christmassy, so I'll, I'll give you the opportunity to go first. It's what's your favorite color, Mikey? What's my favorite color? Yellow. Because Buddy the Elf wants to know. Yeah, Buddy the Elf, awesome. <laughs> hey, this is Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? Now I know that he is a human raised by elves. That is a, a technicality. Unlike the little girl who's a human raised by humans. <laughs> but if you don't think Buddy is an elf. You are a cotton-headed ninny muggins. Oh, very true. Because if you paid attention to the movie, and we're talking about Elf the movie, the starring John, John Favreau movie starring Will Ferrell. There you go. That became a Christmas classic. I watch it every single year. Oh, it, it's worth watching it every year. I don't know how you can't. I mean, John Favreau is, was brilliant script, directed, shows up as the doctor in it, and mm-hmm. uh, the hilarious, it looks like an improv part. You got Will Ferrell's the star James Kahn, Ed <laughs> Asner, Zoe Deschanel, Bob yep. Newhart, yep. Mary Steenburgen. Come on. It's a, it's a pretty rock-solid cast. It's a rock-solid cast. It's a great, it's a modern Christmas classic. Oh, very much so. So I love this movie. I, that's why in the spirit of Christmas and the fact that we're doing Elsa, I had to put it on here. But if you know this movie, yes. there's a scene 
where <laughs> I was going to ask you about it. Where Santa's in Central Park. Yeah. And Santa basically dubs Buddy an elf. Oh, okay. He says, quote, I, he says, I need an elf's help. Yes. And Buddy says he can't do it. And then he says, Buddy, you're more of an elf than anyone I ever met. Oh. This is a guy. That's coming from Santa. It's coming from Santa. It's like coming from God. It's yes, almost if, a degree. If Santa calls you an elf, you're an <laughs> elf. I, I that, that makes it legit. Technicality has been waved aside. But also, he's not really a normal human. He has, nope. like, magical powers. Yep. If you were... If, First of all, how he doesn't get diabetes with his diet, <laughs> that, and he's not like 500 pounds, it's obviously there's some magic involved there. What, you don't like waffles with syrup and Skittles and spaghetti and <laughs> powdered sugar and pixie sticks on them? That, it is not a healthy diet. There would be <laughs> there would be something wrong. He's a perfectly healthy-looking man. and then <laughs> So he, he may not have the elf ears, but he definitely has the elf metabolism? That. Okay. And also, too, if you remember the snowball fight. Yes. That also happens in Central Park. A lot of Central Park action happening. That was that was what I was going to bring up because that's an example of him being weaponized. But continue. Well, yes, but the snowball fight, the <laughs> way he's throwing those snowballs yep. and the way he makes them so fast, there's there's magic involved. He's got magic in him. Very much so. So some of the elf rubbed off on him. <laughs> Maybe in the in the future he would be a better half elf, even though still. But whatever. I don't care. I love Buddy the Elf. Yep. It's, it's it's Christmassy. He he knocked off. We'll talk about honorary mentions at the end. He knocked off some some folks <laughs> that probably more deserving of it. But hey, it's Buddy. It's a good pick. Good th- good third pick for a party. And that arm, man, when he's throwing snowballs, it's a, that's somebody won on your team <laughs> at least for a backup. That's true. Uh, my third one. I'm picking my third one for similarly sort of nostalgic reasons. Yours is a classic Christmas movie. Mine is a classic anime that. Doesn't have anything to do with Christmas, but does have something to do with Dungeons and Dragons, and it's from an anime called Record of the Lotus War. Oh wow! Yes, I know this. It it is one of those old classics. Um, mm-hmm. I knew it as a series that was on TV, and then going back to like read about it and research about it, I found out much like all animes I <laughs> I found when I was little, there's already an existing world of books and novels and all that. Mm-hmm. But Record of the Lotus War is a basically a tropish D&D party quest gets together and goes mm-hmm. on to fight the big bad. You've got a human, an elf, a dwarf, a mage, a cleric, and a thief. I was like, wow, they kind of ripped off D&D a whole bunch, but mm-hmm. then I learned that these actually started. The reason the record of Lotus War, the stories started, is they were serials in a magazine that were transcripts of a group doing a playthrough of Dungeons & Dragons. Mm. And so they just published their group transcripts and made them into a movie. So it's almost like some of those other podcasts that just do the their what they what's they actually play in the podcast. Yep. It's interesting. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. It's, it's, it's almost like an actual play podcast, yeah. but they turned it into books and then eventually turned it into this top-selling series. But uh, the elves from there, there's a good elf called Delit, which is a great elf name, but I'm more focused on the dark elf Pyrotes. Delit? Yes. Delit. D e e d l i t. You're talking about that. Delight? No. <laughs> Delight is awesome. Don't think she's elfish though. <laughs> but we'll put it up there for consideration. Now, Deedlit is the good one. 
and Pyrotess is the dark elf. And I pick her because that's the first time I can remember coming across the concept of dark elves. Mm. Elves, if I have always known them, have been the long-haired, ancient, wise, almost wizard, except they have pointy ears and a sort of don't-care attitude. Mm -hmm. This is the first time seeing, like, elves that were antagonistic against humans. They're like, humans are a bane on the earth. We must get rid of them. And they had darker complexion. But the elves of... Record of the Lotus War were so striking to me because they are the they are the biggest elf ears I've ever seen. Like, yeah. <laughs> if we're talking about elf ear pointiness, I think Record of the Lotus War wins for just sheer yeah. ear pointiness because <laughs> these go out like a foot and a half from the side of your head. Yeah. But it was so impactful to me that that's how I drew my elves when I first started drawing and coming up with fantasy characters for all my stories and stuff. Is that's how I drew elves? I was like, those ears are awesome. Like so, the Pokemon ears. Yes. So Pyrotes, she's highly trained. She's a swordsman. She's wants to kill all humans. She does whatever she can for her boss. But she's on my list mainly because her ears are red, and they taught me how to draw <laughs> elf ears. So thank you for helping develop my art record of the Lotus War. You get the third pick on my list. That's excellent. <laughs> I need to go go back and relook at that because it's, I hadn't seen it since I was young. Yeah, it, it and it's a little dated because I mean it is based off the original D and D's like we're doing here, so there is a little bit of oldness to it, but the story still holds up. Yeah, so nice. All right, my number two pick, the middle pick, is... Moving on up. From books and film. Hooray. He is Dobby, the house elf. Uh Uh-oh, I know that name. I think everybody should know that name. Dobby, the house elf from Harry Potter, first showed up in Chamber of Secrets in the movies voiced by Toby Jones. And, man, this... uh, So, I had more of a connection to elves than a lot of the other things that we've done in our list making here yep in our brain exercise in our brain exercise and uh dobby's one of the ones that is kind of a sentimental pick but also just he's great i'll give you props for just the surprise element because every time i think of elves i think of the, the the fantasy ones and dobby's not one that first comes to mind to me so so and We'll just go over a little bit of Dobby. How could you not know who Dobby is? First of all, Dobby's funny because he kind of talks like Elmo. He uses his name <laughs> instead of I or me, Yep, which is which is greatness. So Dobby, uh, house elves in Harry Potter are basically slaves to wizards. <laughs> and Harry Potter, if you dive deep in it, there's kind of <laughs> a lot of darkness, not just Voldemort darkness, but yes. just their society isn't yeah. the nicest society that you could... Now, be a part of it yeah, all. There's, there's a lot of stuff they put on the surface that you sort of just have to accept, and you're like, okay, and then once you go back and think about it, you're like, wait a second. So, yeah, basically these elves are in slavery, and to free you know, to free them, you have to give them clothes, so, <laughs> so Dobby doesn't have, he's wearing basically a, I think it's like a pillowcase or something that yeah, he managed to sack find. or potato sack or something. So he shows up to try and keep Harry Potter from going to Hogwarts because he's going to be in danger there because okay. Dobby is bound to the Malfoys, yes, uh, who are the evil... Draco Malfoy is the other kid in school <laughs> who gives Harry problems. It's the Brat family of the Potter world. It is, and they're tied in with, with Voldemort, the evil wizard who's the main antagonist of it. So Dobby, uh, working for the Malfoys, overhears that Harry's in danger, mm-hmm. where they're targeting him. That's right. So he doesn't want him to go to Hogwarts, so he shows up against the wishes, of course, of his masters. So he's being kind of revolutionary there yep. to try and keep Harry Potter. And 
uh, from going and a lot of shenanigans ensue and it's it's kind of funny when he shows up and Harry's not sure what's going on. So Yeah, he's like, what are you? How, what's going on? Yeah, so what ends up happening is that Harry Potter pulls a sock trick where <laughs> he puts a, the sock in the book that, yep. and the, he gives it to Mr. Malfoy. Lucius? Is Lucius, Lucius yep. Malfoy. Yep. And ends up giving it to Dobby, and then there's a sock in it, so it has clothing, so Dobby's free. <laughs> And why is this important? It's important later. And this is why I want Dobby in it. The, the, the Dobby's first appearance is great, but yep. it's what Dobby does later gotcha. is why I want him in my party. So get into it. Dobby shows up later and he shows up when the stakes are super high. So Harry and Hermione and a whole bunch of them have been captured and they are in the Malfoy's manner yep and they've been they've been captured and they're they're ready to hand him over to voldemort and dobby shows up to save the day he's like what's up guys so it's it's he just causes so much mayhem in a positive way yeah when he's there he 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 drops a chandelier (laughs) on bellatrix (laughs) lestrange right yes and it's it's great because he's got his little quotes uh, you know, Dobby has no master. Dobby is a free elf. <laughs> when they try, and then then the funny line. I'm not sure if this is in the book. I didn't go. I know it's in the movie though. Yep. When Bellatrix Lestrange, played wonderfully by Helena Bonham Carter, so, he says, "You almost killed me." You know, when he dropped the chandelier, yep. and he says, <laughs> "Dobby didn't mean to kill. Dobby only meant to maim or seriously injure." <laughs> he knows his limits. He's it's, a good elf. It's. It's it's great. So the thing that happens to Dobby, and it guts me every time, spoiler alert, these movies have been out forever, yep. but spoiler alert, everybody. He takes a knife for Harry Potter. He does. One for the team. So it's kind of more shown in the movies that she just kind of throws the knife into their apparating, apparating way, which is like kind of the, uh, the mage yeah. teleporting. Where they all sort of goo together. Right. So And, sh- and then the movie, she just kind of throws it into the cluster yep the portal but from what i remember i have to i'll have to reread it but from where i got i got the impression when i read the book that he like took the knife or he like jumped in the way to take the knife that that sounds right i think they just made it more a little bit more cinematic for the movie right so when they get to the other side there's dobby with a knife in his gut that bellatrix threw that he took for harry potter so this guy will i mean he's such a protector he's brave he'll he'll take a knife for you yep I mean, come on. Does and, what's good despite his limitations and restrictions. And in that, in in the movie, that scene guts me every time. I've seen, I've seen it more than once when oh, yeah. when he's dying. Yep. And it's just, it's like, oh. So, so up there on the Potter deaths, is Dobby a death, a harder death than the Dumbledore death? I don't. Dumbledore <laughs> death doesn't do anything to me. The hardest death in Harry Potter is when one of the twins dies yeah. because I have twins myself. I get it. So a little bit more personal. That's that that one that one gets me even more. But Dobby the Elf is up there. Dobby the Elf is probably number two on the. I didn't like them dying, J.K. <laughs> but that's a hey. That's a good good pick for a slot on the team. I can get behind it. Uh, my second pick goes back to the traditional elves and pretty much the complete opposite of Dobby, whereas Dobby is a good, good doing, kind hearted elf. My second pick is kind of a jerk and his name is Prince Nuada. 
from Hellboy. Oh, there we go. Yes. He is a twin brother to the, the, a, a twin elf princess. He is a prince and his sister is a princess. But he is the epitome of when I think of elf, this is what I think of. I think of an ancient being. He's been alive for hundreds of years. He's cold looking. He looks like marble. He's got white skin and like cracks in it that are almost like tattoos and face designs, which is awesome. He's got the long golden hair. Mm-hmm. He's got the, the, this, the sharp ears and the fierce gaze. But he also has this seething hatred for anything that isn't elves or beings of nature. Mm-hmm. He thinks of humanity as a blight and, and mankind <laughs> as a waste. And This he, is your second elf who doesn't like people. Yep. Do you have a problem with people, Mikey? <laughs> no, I don't. Elves do. And for some reason, I really like an elf that's really grumpy. I, 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 well, I, my dwarf was grumpy too, so I don't know. Maybe I like hanging out with cantakers people. I don't know. But... That is why he is the second spot, because that is the biggest deterrent. For as cool as an elf as he is, uh, he hates humans. So can't really be on my team. I don't want him killing Rocky just because, you know, <laughs> he's eating a meatball sub. And he's like, you spilled marinara on me, human. You must die now. <laughs> so, But Nuada is awesome. He's got one of the coolest weapons I've seen in a movie in a long time. He's got a silver tip spear that starts out like the size of a hand sword, almost like a dagger, a short sword. And then magically with his elf powers, he gets to extend it to like a bow staff that's actually like a full-on spear. And when he stabs people with the tip, he can leave the tip in there and it'll mm-hmm. pin them to wherever they are. And it just grows another spear, another tip on the spear that he mm-hmm. has. So he knows kung fu. He's got badass weapons. He is he knows goblin machinery because he built the golden army. If you watch Hellboy 2, mm-hmm. those clockwork uh, mechanical bad guys all made by the elf prince mm-hmm. so smart crafty and grumpy and mean so <laughs> i don't know sounds like a fun time <laughs> that's a, that's a that's a fun pick that's excellent <laughs> i like that so before i get to my number one yep. some honorable mentions that kind of fell off to put it so um one of the ones that i was heavily considering putting in the third place was uh, Dritz Duarden. Oh, yeah. From the uh, Forgotten Realms Forgotten series. Realms. The uh, Dark Elf. That was a great character. Those great books. I read the entire series. And I really wanted to put... I wrote it down that I, I had a long-running character I played oh. named Ariel Silverwind. That's a great elf name. I know. She was a female elf thief. Okay. Uh, that would be AD&D's second edition, I think, we are playing at the time. But we played that campaign forever. Nice. And she caused a lot of problems. <laughs> so Wait, did she hit humans? I might have liked her. No, it's <laughs> so mine, uh, we, we also, mm, sorry, uh-huh. one more interruption. My, my name dropped for contenders for my list. We also were talking about the disenchantment elves, if they counted. Right. They, of course they count. Elfo would definitely count. <laughs> Who would you pick out of the disenchantment elves? Would you pick Elfo? I would pick um, Fido if there's one. There you so, go. So. Fido, Stabo. <laughs> Stabo. Um. I'm going to pick Shaco just because I know things are going to go wrong mm-hmm. with my party and I want that elf around just to be like, what? Shaco. It's great. Yes. Hilarious. But if you haven't watched Disenchantment, go see it. It's coming back. We're excited. So my number one pick dun, 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 dun. is the OG. The original. Big Daddy Legolas. Yeah. Now, I know Legolas is the safe choice, but it's not. I had to go with Legolas. I own <laughs> I own two action figures there you go. from Lord of the Rings. Okay. 
One of them is that big cave troll. Yep. And the other one is Legolas. Yep. So he can stand on his back and plunk arrows into the back of his head. There you go. I just, I've always liked Legolas as an elf and Orlando Bloom playing him. The handsome, handsome Orlando <laughs> Bloom. This, he knocked it out of the park. He, he It's the epitome of the, the Orlando Bloom Legolas that I see on screen there is every D&D elf in my mind that he is it. Yes. He's it. Yep. And since Lord of the Rings is where elves in D&D come from, it's just it's just really well done. I agree. So one problem I have, though, <laughs> is that Legolas wasn't in The Hobbit, and they stuck him in those movies. Yep. I have lots of problems with those movies. Maybe that's for another <laughs> another podcast. We can do it. We can we can do the problems of The Hobbit. But... Uh, it's it's just great the way he was portrayed the relationship he had with the Gimli initially oh yeah the the competition was yeah I know so elf dwarf I mean, it was just Peter Jackson had to have played Dungeons and Dragons right oh for sure there's just too much yep. perfect stuff in there like that and the I think of the I don't know if you've ever seen the extended editions mm-hmm. back to back to back yeah. like a nerd oh, yeah me too so long but so good. <laughs> And I believe uh, I believe this is only in those when they have the drinking contest. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, and and Legolas is is just he's like, I feel something, a slight tingling in my fingers, and it's like there's all these mugs. It's just, they're all passed out and drunk. It's, it's such a that is such a. I mean, haven't we all been there playing Dungeons and Dragons before and that kind of thing? It's like when you're when when you've been role playing for a long time. Yep. And it's not just the dungeon crawls and the hack and slash when you actually are into it. Mm-hmm. The moments like that happen oh, yeah. with your friends when you're in the tavern and stuff like that. And to me, that is like, well, it's in a tavern, duh. So, <laughs> but it's, it is that kind of moment where it just seemed like it was, I was seeing on screen what I've experienced around a table with yeah. my friends before. Oh, yeah. Where it's, it's highlighting the elf trait and making a great, great quip out of it. It's awesome. So they show all his great elf traits like i i always love the scene where he's walking on top of the snow and everyone else is slogging through it and tell me what your elf eyes sees tell me what you see with your elf eyes (laughs) that's why legolas can't be in my party because i'd be asking them that every 30 minutes be like look over there what do you see with your elf eyes so here's one of the hints the one of the problems i have with the hobbit is to me it's way too cgi heavy yes and but in lord of the rings there is a sequence that does have cgi in it but for some reason, it's better done. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they had real people being the up-close orcs in most most cases. Oh, but, I got you. But there is that scene where Legolas goes up the Oliphant and yeah. just takes out everyone on it and, and takes out around. the Oliphant. And, and that sequence, it, to this day, even though some of the CGI in those movies are kind of... That still looks great. Oh, for sure. Day. So I don't know what it is exactly why that looks so great still, but it does. And other points to Legolas, I think that was the first time I can recall seeing, like, an elf fighting in a movie, like, well done, because, like, he's shooting arrows like an elf would, not like a human would, you know, right. but better. He's shooting elven style, and right. he's riding shields, and he's flipping, and yeah. he's climbing up elephants. point-blank shots and yeah. stuff. It's and greatness. shooting three at a time and stuff like yeah. that. So. It's greatness, and his double dagger wielding. <laughs> That's so good. So... And and in the end, not not only he's not only he's is he a badass at fighting. Yep, we know that. But he's a good guy because he's in the fellowship, and he's just he ends up being a loyal friend. He basically 
gets past all his prejudice and Gimli becomes his best buddy to the mm-hmm. point that when he goes to the Undying Lands, he takes Gimli with him. Yeah. Just the boat had room for two. And it was him and his buddy Gimli. That's friendship right there, man. So greatness. Love Legolas. Number one. And Orlando Bloom. Good job. Yeah, man. Uh, my number one kind of ties in with your number one. They're a little bit, they're, they're, there's a visual similarity there. But just like you're going with your main man, Legolas, I got to go with my classic, the guy that's been with me since I was little, and that's Link from The Legend of Zelda. Oh, yes, Link. Yep. He's got the green hat, the pointy ears, and all that. And that's one of those cases kind of like when we're dealing with the other ones where they call him something different. Yep. There's a different race, right? They're not. I'll, I'll, I'll get into it right now. But he's an, I, that's an elf. Technically, no, because... No, it looks like an elf to me. (laughs) I agree. He looks like weaponized Buddy the Elf. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're on my side of the argument, but here's the the research to sort of defend it. So the the Hylians, uh, also known as Hylia, are a recurring race in the Legend of Zelda series, creatures that worship the god Hylia from which their name derives. They are the original race of Hyrule, which is where all the games take place. Mm -hmm. It is said that they were created by goddesses, Physically, Hylians resemble the other races of humans, and the only difference appearance-wise between them is the Hylians' long, elf-like ears that supposedly enable them to hear special messages from the goddesses. So, their ears are religious, which is kind of weird. That's crazy. But they do describe their ears as elf-like, so that's what I'm using as my justification. Well, they, they're very much elves in the fact that you said that they were the original race, yep. and it just sounds very Lord of the Ringsy that description. Elves by any other name. Yeah, and then if you, depending on how many Zelda games you play, because there are a bunch out there, mm-hmm. the lore goes deeper and deeper depending on what you're paying attention to. Because I just said the the Hylians were the original race. There's a game that uh, called the Kokiri are the original Hylians, and those are the actual like leaf forest spirits, and the Hylians came out of that. So they're actually developed from nature, which is very oh, elf-like and all that. You want to talk about a cotton-headed ninny muggins? Anyone who says a link is not an elf is a cotton-headed ninny muggin. I, I will agree with that, and I thank you for the support. But much like Tolkien and Lord of the Rings had this world and this mythology to sort of make all these races cool, there's that same amount of backwork done for a lot of the Legend of Zelda games. It's been around since the original Nintendo, and it's still around today. So it's just a massive world, and Link is the coolest character in it. He can use shields, he can use swords, he can use arrows, he can use bombs, he can use hang gliders, he can control creatures, he can shoot lasers. There's really nothing Link battle-wise can't do. Probably give Legolas a good run for his money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would. I will. The final point I'll make about Link is they released Breath of the Wild recently. Mm-hmm. You, you have an Xbox. Do you have a Switch? I do not have a Switch. Okay. Uh, Nintendo Switch, they have Breath of the Wild, which is the newest Zelda game on there. And in my opinion, the console is worth it just for that game alone because it's like Legend of Zelda meets Skyrim Edition because you can be Zelda but explore the entire world and do what you want and climb mountains or swim in rivers. It's amazing. Cool. That sounds great. So Link is my pick. I don't really need another console, but maybe I do. (laughs) Maybe I do. Link definitely makes it worth it. So... Wow, that's a great list. So let's let's see. Let me see what we got here. On my party, my now complete party, for my magic user, I have Neville Longbottom. For my fighter, I have Brain of Tarth. For my thief, I have the Artful Dodger. For my cleric, I have Chirrut Imway. For my halfling, I have Samwise Gamgee. For my dwarf, I have Torbjorn. 
And for my elf, I have Legolas. Dun, dun, dun. Very nice. Does that mean I have to go through my characters? Yes. Okay. For my team, for my magic user, I have Harry Dresden. For my fighter, I have Rocky Balboa. He's so fun. <laughs> for my thief, I have Lock Lamora. For my cleric, I have Jesse Custer, the preacher. For my halfling, I have Pippin, Peregrine Took, a fool of a Took. For my dwarf, I have Limbeck Bolt Tightener, great in name and stature. And then to wrap up my elves, I have Link from Legend of Zelda. And anybody out there that calls him Zelda, you are a bad person. <laughs> Just kidding. No, he's Link. Zelda's the girl. Princess. I know. But that is one of those funny, like, gaming anachronisms. Everybody's mm. like, oh, I like Zelda from that game. It's like, his name is Link. Yeah. <laughs> so we know that, and we, we know you know that. So I'm smelling some pizza that's all covered with vegetables, no meat, in honor of elves. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Christmas toppings? Oh, Christmas top. What is a Christmas topping? We're having a, we're having a Buddy the Elf pizza is what we're having. It's oh. got spaghetti <laughs> and Skittles and maple syrup. And crushed and up Pop-Tarts. Lambus bread or whatever it is. from <laughs> Lambus the, bread crust. There you go. Oh, so it'll never go goodness. bad. It'll never go bad. We're just putting legless on watching for the delivery duty. It's like, do you see the pizza man? Tell me what you see with your elf and I. <laughs> so, just kidding. Pizza is here. So we want to thank all of you for continuing to listen to the Assuming Physicians podcast. You can talk to us and tell us on social media what your complete party is. We want to hear it. We've been having some people share with us on Facebook, which is awesome. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Assuming Pod. Uh, you can send us a Gmail at assumingpositions at gmail.com. And we want to thank Jazzar for our music. We want to thank that guy for doing our announcing. And we want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. A happy New Year. Uh, we'll see you next year. Bigger and better things. It should be a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. We hope you've had a great 2018 because we sure have. Yep, yep. So see you. Bye. Dobby has no master. Dobby is a free elf. <laughs>